You, guys, you brought Rodney, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, he was there a few times because you were up there drinking wine. And mm -hmm. to watch him keep working and then Dice keep working. And 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 you, I remember you telling me, because you weren't, it was just a matter of factly, but you said, you know what's great about stand-up? Because Carlin was still alive at that time too. And, and we were watching Rodney. And you were like, is the older you become, the more relevant you are. And, you know, as long as you keep working and doing material and, you know, and that always stuck with me. Like even now at, at my age, hanging with the younger kids, but you're still relevant because you're still creating. You're still in the clubs. You're still, you know, doing what you're doing. And uh, that, that always stuck out to me that you said that. Yo, Dom, over here. Hey, hey Dom, hey. Uh, Yo, Dom. Wearing my cowboy stuff from old Steve, but you know whatever. Well, I I know Brett. I know Dom's a closet case Dolphins fan. He he filled me in on it. I love the Dolphins. And, and, and Eleanor's Rams. Eleanor Carrigan's Rams. Well, she has. Yeah, yep. she's got a family of ten, so they all pick different, and they hate each other for that. <laughs> They're all she's, fans of different sports teams. She doesn't like the the, the, the any of the uh, Philadelphia teams. Dude, see, she's she was giving me shit for being a Cowboys fan then. I'm like, I thought she was a diehard Eagles fan. Because remember that night we went out to that other spot and she yelled out to everybody in the bar, hey, everybody. Chickies. Chickies. Yeah, this yeah. Brenner, she's a Cowboys fan. And everybody was like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did that I'm to like, you at Chickie? She did she I didn't did know she was a Rams fan. She did that to you at Chickie and Pete's? It, it was, it was, no, it was a cross. It was a, uh, uh, Falladium. Oh, Falladium. Dom, have you ever been to the Falladium? No, what is it? That's the, that's the row home corner bar across the street on Packer Avenue. I've been there. Yeah. It, it, it kind of, the, the legendary story behind that is that was like, uh, the 1993 Phillies used to go in there and drink. It's, that, was, that was that was uh, Mitch Williams, right? Mitch Williams yep. was on that team. It's when they lost to uh, what was it the Blue Jays, right? Blue Jays, yep. yeah. Walk off home run. Mm -hmm. I, really uh, hate, I really do hate your fan base, but I love you guys at the same time. It's almost like you know, you ever see that? You ever have that one friend that's such a degenerate, and you're like, yeah, I can't bring him around anybody, but I fucking love this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? I said she had a great ass. So how was that? Yeah, <laughs> So we went to – I go to a, a Cowboys game almost every year. So this is in the old stadium. That, did I ever tell you this? And this is why I love Eagles fans, right? So – because the Cowboy fans in Dallas, they sit on their hands. They're not as, you know, filthy. They're very, so to speak. They're very conservative, really. They're very nice. Yeah, nice I people. This, so we're at, we're at the stadium. It was the Monday night game when Donovan mm -hmm. McNabb had, like, that 50-yard scramble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he launched so, it up to Freddie Mitchell, right? Yeah, at the end. And they ended up scoring a touchdown after he, he ran for like – and you guys beat the shit out of us. Was that, we were sitting in the Philly section, and, you know, we, we were we were arguing with him and everything. But I, I always tell this is – this describes Philly people to, to a T. So after the game, we're sitting in the section, and all the guys – you know, we became friends with them because we were breaking balls together, you know? So the kid's like, uh, hey, he goes, uh, why don't you come with us to the strip club? So – we're sitting, I'm here, the kid's here. There was this blonde chick next to us that was like a, a soccer mom, but she was trying to be cool. So she was like, well, which strip club are you going to? And then the guy said the name. And she goes, that's not a good place. That place is disgusting. And then he goes, 
without blink what he goes what the fuck are you talking about he goes i was knuckle deep in this chick's asshole for 20 dollars. it's the best strip club ever <laughs> he said it he said it like just like you know what do you mean this this steak is an amazing like he just <laughs> dude the look on her face he was so appalled at the level of filth you know that's but where we're like, that's that's, that's, that's that's our family there, Dom. I bet he was a mummer. He definitely was a mummer. You're trying to get me in trouble with the mummers. I just <laughs> asked. I, it's a quite a bit of effort to be a mummer for that one day. Do you, do you know what an, a mummer is, Brett? No, I was just about to ask that. What is it? Yeah, why do we always go back to this every episode? No, we, no, go, no. We, we bring it back to the mummers. Well, it is funny when someone's it, not from. I, yeah, no one knows what it is. I'm always shocked that. But I, mean, I, I would think Brett would All right, know, that's enough. That's enough for you two. Being that he's a Jersey guy. You North never heard Jersey's of it. way different from South Jersey, but oh, yeah. North what, Jersey hat like is what like, town I, are you, you? What you, town are you from? Uh, Passaic, Patterson, that area. Uh, oh, okay, cool. And yeah. my my grandfather was from like Hoboken, Jersey City, West New York, that area. Yeah, yeah, that's way different. Were you I mean, not in like? Did you not know about South Philly until you started like doing comedy and working the road? And you were you been I mean, in the neighborhood? No, we knew because everybody, you know, my my family, we would work down at the shore. And then, you know, we had the, the you know, at the, the uh, Atlantic City. Mm. I mean, we always knew Philly. But to me, Philly was just like New York. I didn't really think about it, uh, you know, especially as a kid, you know, because we go there to eat when we were younger, you know. And um, you just thought of it as just, you know, when you're a kid, it doesn't all, it, it all doesn't make sense, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like you're going to a pizzeria in in in, but then you're calling it water ice as opposed to Italian ice or pork roll as opposed to Taylor ham. Give you a tongue of sleigh ride. Remember that guy? Popsicles, pop. Give you a tongue of sleigh ride. This is one line. Like, do you remember the guys on the beach with the? Oh yeah, the guys. Uh, the, yeah, the guys ringing the bell, selling the ice cream on the. How sad but, is his life? But, huh? but Brett's Brett's Jersey Shore is in our Jersey Shore, Dom. He he never went to Wildwood. No, he they, went they, to uh, Atlantic City was the demarcation line. If you, if you went to if you make a right, you go down you know, Cape May. Make a left, you, you get the uh, all that you know North North Jersey the Blue North Jersey scene. Beach. Yeah, the North Jersey beaches. But what's a Momo? What's it called? The Momo? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> Momo. It should be called. Uh, a Momo. Yeah, I got, I got it right here. Let me, let me bring it up. Here you go. <laughs> Every every New Year's Day. Is that Mardi Gras? No, every New New Year's Day in Philly. Why do you insist on mocking these people? They're having a, a fun time for a night. What Dom's are they doing? The mummers. Dom's mummers. very Dom's very critical. So wait, what makes wow. a mummer something? Just the people that dress up and and dance. Yeah, they they dance. They, yes, they they're, they're, they're dancing every night for the whole thing. They do that in about fifteen minutes, and they're out of there. We're knitting for the next year. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a New Year's. It's a New Year's Day tradition, and then there's like groups, and then they compete. I think for some sort of prize, and they all have like a show, but it's just a parade on New Year's Day. Steve, okay, Steve, then, Steve was a mummer. I was. I was in the comic brigade. They don't. Oh, they yeah. don't play instruments. They just grab the umbrella and they dance. 
you froggy right isn't it froggy something froggy car yeah froggy car they break yeah, them up and still got to do with the guy at the at the eagles game at the cowboys stadium talking about having a uh, strip being knuckle deep in a strip you you, you no, referred to the way you you referred to the way he was talking to a woman it was oh. it was a, I, I was using my comedic choice it was terrible Ter- i took a chance there that was a reach that was a reach I, what I was your it. what was your jersey sh- sure brett seaside uh, uh, well, for different reasons, uh, we would go to Wildwood, but, um, yeah, Seaside Heights and then, uh, Atlantic city, of course, we'd stay at the Caesars a lot. Love Back Caesars. Yeah. You do Atlantic but, city as, as a standup? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you go? I did the, uh, uh, the Atlantic city comedy club, the one at the, um, Claridge. Yes, the Claridge. The Claridge. Yeah. yeah. It's at the Claridge. Yeah, yeah. AC and then some, um, uh, what else have I done? Like, stop. Remember when uh, Gephardt had his room there? The comedy oh stop in the Tropicana. <laughs> yeah. Dom, you love that guy, right, Dom? Did we? We've well, talked about su- him. On he the show, sued right? me. Really? He sued me for doing a gig the week after his. My, I was here, and they, they, like ten thousand dollars. That was really big money back then, and uh, he. He did it. What do you call when they bring they? They have to show you this thing that you're saying. Like a called? non-compete, like a non-compete, Dom. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A clause, like a non-compete clause. And it's a really long. I don't want to waste it in this show, but <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to do his show, and then, but I never told him. I didn't know it was any big deal. I got this gig, me and Ellen DeGeneres, and um, somebody. It was really, you know, we were so happy at all that money and stuff. And he, he wouldn't let me go on. Some legal shit. I had to give him the night sh- three plugs on the Tonight Show. So I wow. did, right? Three I plugs on the Tonight, tonight Show. Tonight Show was really big at that time. So if Carson and those guys, they thought it was a mob thing. The mob was pressure. It was a mob thing. It was just just this guy, this club owner, and he was, was just a fucking asshole. Huh? Did you get that? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did he pass away or something? I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're yeah, invisible. I was, uh, I was, I was watching. Um, I can't remember what it was the other day, but they were talking about Pips in Brooklyn. Did you ever? Oh, yeah. Did you ever play that that club? Somebody was saying that that was like the first, like the first like real stand up comedy comedy club. Well, I auditioned for it and I didn't get it, and then I told Paul Paul Reiser, who was a regular there, and getting where anything he wanted. He said, "Why well, fuck them?" He goes, "Dom's funny." That was it. That's all I got. Not by being a good comedian, be you know, just a friend. Yeah, it was so like I a got mob, everything. It was like a, a mob run joint too, right? That well, I don't know. Pop- it's Brooklyn. Yeah, Italian owned. Sheepshead <laughs> Bay. Yeah. Yeah, Sheepshead yeah, sheep Bay. Right. I, I hate to break it to you, but everything on the East Coast at that time was connected somehow. Yeah, right? yeah, Re- yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know but they it, had. Their, I didn't know they had their hands in comedy. Bro, Sheepshead Bay? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> that diner had had the best French toast on the planet. The Sheepshead well, Bay. All right, Steve, you do the math, okay? You need alcohol there, number one. Mm-hmm. Right? You need a space. Meat. Uh, you got to get the meat. You got to get the trash. There's something always. There's some. There's something always there involved. Now, paying. You know, if they're directly own it, there's a couple of those clubs back in the day. That were, you know, no. There's one in uh, Wisconsin. There was um, 
There was a Chicago one. Mm-hmm. Dom, know, Dom, did you do that whole Boston scene back then? Yeah, that was was great. But if they didn't like you, they'd fucking bury you. But I had it right. I had it off with those guys. You know, it was Dennis Leary and um, the biggest the guys. They didn't even go anywhere else. They made so much money in Boston. It was so popular, amazing. Like Lenny Jonathan, guys like that. Oh, Lenny, yeah, maybe. But that was the first time in my life that I met comedians who like could could fight. You know, they're like real real guys, not just my mother did this and my mother did. And, you know, it's a whole different thing. I didn't even know they existed. They were fucking hilarious. You mean like blue collar, like blue collar guys? Yeah, yeah. They didn't talk about their mother and the the, the girl up from ranked. It was always the same shit with comedians, the same joke, you know. Yeah. But, um, how were how were the like when you started in Florida, Brett? Were there any like how was the scene? Was it was it good? Yeah, it was or, great. It was great. I I remember. Uh, well, I was there because I, I technically I was in New York. Cause I went to one mic up there before I went right. back to Miami and then I moved back up there to, to work for with, um, I'll tell you their names. Dom will know them in a second. Um, anyways, but yeah, so Miami's really where I was working the most, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, it was a great scene. I mean, cause Dom, you know, the, you gotta remember, uh, which Hedberg was down there. Tosh was down there. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Hedberg was living down there? Well, no, they would work. Everybody would work down there. Like, you'd right. see them all the time. You know, Got Tosh okay. was actually living in Orlando, then went to Miami. Like, Schubert was down there for a while. Then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Dom, you spent some time down there, too. Oh, a right? lot of times, yeah. yeah you were we working were, the scene there. Dan Whitney um, was, was there a lot. Larry, the cable guy. And I would have been the yeah, worst fucking yeah. manager ever because I said then. I said to him, listen, man, you got to drop that fucking character. I don't know where you're going to think you're going. You're such a funny guy. Why are you wasting your fucking time? Boom. And $2 million later that week, he was shot out of a cannon. But no, uh, South Florida Florida had a great pedigree, man. Gary Valentine would come down a lot. Uh, Kevin James' brother. Uh, There was like a, a uh, a a good scene when I had started. So what was your main club down there? Um, Uncle Funnies was was my main club. Oh, that was which, a great club, yeah. Which Dorfman spots, and then um, I would do Comedy Corner in West Palm, mm-hmm. Boca Nuts, which is now New York Comedy Club, or no, it's now Boca Black Box Theater there. Oh, the Black Box, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Black Prior Box, to yeah. that, it was Boca Nuts. It was called. So you know they had a they had all those good clubs down there, man. I love, how do you- I love South Florida? Yeah. How do you how do you end up out in LA? How did that happen? A girl. A oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, first girlfriend was a Laker girl, so I moved out to be with her because I, I went to New York for a it's minute. A wise, was, wise choice. I was working, and then um, you know we just were long distance, and we just got closer. And then I had a friend of mine that I had met actually in Florida that used to own the Ice House mm. uh, with um, Bob Fisher and Jan. His name was Mark Weingarten. And then Mark, <laughs> nice Italian boy. <laughs> so then he had recommended me to work there. And then when I had got there, Schubert had taken me with him on the road and he recommended me to the store. Mm. So I got, I got there in 99. I got passed by Mitzi in 2000. And then I just, I love, I went to LA literally 
for the comedy store. Just remember reading about it, wanting to be a part of it. And, you know, when we got there, Dom will tell you, there was nobody going to that fucking place. It oh, was that just, was during that dead period, yeah. Yeah, and we kept it going, man, for almost 20 years. So, oh. so was the Laugh Factory competition at that time or not really? He had to deal with that. I didn't deal with that in the early 2000s because I was able to work all three because Jamie passed me and then I was working the improv. I mm. mean, Dom will tell you more because he was during that whole strike era when they were all No, I, I was passed that. that. But by the time I got there, that was two two years old. It was done. Oh, okay. I, so I you didn't have to deal with that shit either, huh? No, I mean, I read about it one. I'm with my improv group. We're, we're practicing. Mm-hmm. They, they go, Don, look at this. And I the guy jumped jumped off the roof and fucking killed himself. Obviously, yeah. That's, packing, a pretty, right? that's a pretty pretty tough club, huh? Yeah, I didn't. I don't <laughs> want to leave for that. But um, yeah, I was. You know, I did this TV show last year, two years ago. It was called um, Dying Up Here, and it was based on that, that whole thing. Oh, yeah, had, Jim, Jim Carrey produced that. I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. He gave me the part on stage at the uh, at the original room, the comedy store. He goes, got to get Dom on. They wish fucking business was like that. They wish that our real, hey, I like you. Do it. Just like, yeah. like boom. They just gave you the part. What's that? He said that I, he just gave you the part on stage. Just gave me on. the part, yeah. Yeah. So I hated uh, auditioning. You hated auditioning, you said? Yeah, because you know, it's all bullshit. They know who they're gonna get. And when might as well just not not even waste the parking. Yeah. Just the worst is when they bring you in and you're testing and they like you, but they so what happens, Steve, is they'll have they'll put offers out to the actors they want. Mm-hmm. And then the actors, you know, in in part of the charade is they'll act like, well, let me read it. We'll get back to you. Now, in the meantime, now they're going to start auditioning people in case those actors turn down the offers. Right. Don't do it. They got to fill it. And then, so you have their, the people they want, the backups to who they want. And then the people they're auditioning. Cause then you could go through the whole process and, but it's still worth it because if something else comes up, they know who you are. But I can't tell you how many parts I, I got oh, yeah. that I was never meant to get. How, how did you get Cousin Louie? Was that by accident with the Cobra Kai um, thing? Or? You know, it's it's funny. I had no – I had – well, you know, the guys that do it were fans of stand-up. The guys that right. – because they did Hot Tub Time Machine and Harold and Kumar. And um, I love so there was, it was a request to see me. Oh, okay. I still had to go, you know, audition. But I, I didn't know what it was because – I got this. I, I they told me it was about the Karate Kid, but it was for the internet. And then I'm like, all right. But I was doing a theater in Asbury Park that week, right. so I was in Jersey all week promoting the show. Then when it was done, I got on the plane Monday, and when I got off the plane, I actually read the script on the plane, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like with the real, real cast. Right. And, and believe it or not, I had my Marukas T-shirt on, you know, from <laughs> JR Bar and Grill. And I was up in New Jersey the whole time, so I kind of had my accent, but I was just talking normal. I wasn't doing it cartoony, and I just right. came in and read it like me. But because I was in Jersey for a week, it, you, you, you know, you're around you, you, all your cousins and everybody, so you just started talking like a jerk off again, and, and, it, and it, <laughs> it, it just translated. And then you know, I had to, they liked me, they brought me back, I tested, they gave it to me, and then you know, I showed up on set. 
How did, how did you like acting? Did you like enjoy being on, on set? And how, how was that like, uh, like you there all day doing that or what? Yeah. I mean, like the first, I mean, I had pilots and shit like that, but like the first major role I ever got was on weeds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I, was I like always, that show. And, and, and I still remember Don making fun of me one night at the store when I showed up in my tracksuit. I forgot what you said. You're like an Italian Olympian or something. I don't remember. <laughs> I came into my Adidas. Everything was Adidas. And he, he started breaking my balls. But um, it's because I like you. I'm in a tracksuit. <laughs> Say what, Don? I said, I, I like you. That's why I wouldn't, I'd never do that to somebody I didn't like. Oh, yeah, of course, man. I love How are you. Where are you going out with a girl who became a, com- a comedian? I used to date Eliza. Eliza. You know, it was cool when I dated her. She had just one last comic standing. But uh, the one thing I I, I couldn't get over is how fucking hard that girl works. Oh, Oh, really? Comedy, man. I mean, dude, her work ethic is sick. Like, she's competitive with her. Does the writing, does the work. I mean, she just was so, so diligent. And I'm like, this this girl's going to go far, man. Which she did, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, what was I? Oh, so we're, talk, we're yeah, talking about weeds, yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's fun when you get it. It's like Dom said, you know, it's uh, a lot of it. They know who they want. You can't take it personally. I would mm-hmm. say ninety-five percent of it is failure. And if oh, you yeah. Over, if you can get over that, and then, but once you get the gig, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that that's crazy. That ironically you were on the east do you really feel that's that helps if you're auditioning for like a east coast part and you're like around your friends and family it has to here? yeah it has it, to. you think yeah, that it has problems? to yeah you, yeah, yeah. You, you 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 notice a change when you do the road when you're out here for like a week or two dude Absolutely. i haven't i haven't lived in new jersey in a couple of years and every time i'm back there i'm instantly more pissed you know when, <laughs> when, when i leave you know like you're just a little more uh, I'm in San Francisco now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was, I was in, I was in, uh, I mean, I'm from Jersey and then I was living in, uh, in Boynton in South Florida, Boynton beach. Is that where I met you? No, we met in Jersey in Atlantic city with Steve. No. Yeah. We, oh, he, 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 it was me, Brian and my wife that night when we came to the, uh, that's where it was. and Adams too. Wasn't Mike Adams with us or no? Yeah. Brett did. Brett did my podcast. I had with Mike. I thought Couple. I thought I met you at Tin Roof or something. Like there was a, a comedy, there was like a comedy scene down there. But it was, it was with you, Steve. But the fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, and we had that. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Chris Cotton as a mutual friend, but we never really met in person. And then uh, that night we partied in AC. I gave you a bottle of Goose. <laughs> you, I, mean, I, you stayed, guys... um, I would stay at the Claridge because they had that Frank Sinatra suite up there. Which literally they haven't changed the fucking rugs. It still has his DNA on it. <laughs> and then I would stay at the Hard Rock because my buddy, you know, would, would get. I had a VIP guy there that would get me the rooms comp. Nice. So I would stay in both places, but we would party at that fucking 1920s. I love that room up. I wouldn't sleep in that bed, but goddamn, that room's awesome. <laughs> they got the same lighting from 40 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I like you. I like Atlantic City. It's a shame. It's such a dump of a town. What was the, yeah. like? Has it gotten worse? Where twenty five years ago it was like that too. Yeah, it's gotten worse. Yeah, Dom. In like the seventies and eight, like you played AC probably a lot in like the eighties, right? Eighties and nineties. 
80s. I started stand up in 80. In 80? Uh, killed. Just when I started, I, I just started killing all over the place. It was <laughs> the destruction of what I did. Um, I, was, I was thinking when you were saying about the, the audition. And they would say the bigger the, the bigger the rejection, like the more effusive they are. But oh, you did great, but they decided to go in a different direction. What's that? There's the direction you're going, and we're going that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't pay for the parking. Thank you. <laughs> well, you can tell in Hollywood. You could tell how 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 important or how close you were to the either the recommendation or the producer wanting you to be there by where you park. So, oh, yeah, right. Right? If, if you've got a drive-on pass, you're like, okay, I got a good shot at this. But if they're putting you in that fucking parking garage two miles from where, from where you got to be, you're okay. like, they're not, they're not that interested. But it's the beautiful cool. thing about COVID is that um, now, like, because I moved out of LA before that, before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And if they really wanted me, and I had to come in, then they like, cause sometimes they'll say, yeah, we'll see them. If you're in town, that's when you can waste your time. If you're out of town, they're not going to waste your time or their time. So right. if they really want to see you, then if they're asking to see you, they really want to see you. Hmm. I couldn't audition. Or when you're, when you're preparing, you know, hmm. but I do, I love the acting of it. I, I think it's great. I love it. I just, you know, I'm typecasted, but you know, whatever it's, there's a reason. I belong in a tracksuit. I get it. <laughs> oh, but getting back to the accent thing. So, you know, if I'm around you guys or if I'm in Jersey I, and I'm around people that know it, I really don't have an accent. When you get out of there, they think you have an accent. Right. You, really don't. you know, but there is the way we talk. Right. We, we, we're very lazy. We talk quick. You know, it, there, there's just certain cadences. And then. Cause my, my mother's my, both my parents were fucking Jersey. I mean, my mother was a Jersey girl out of Jersey city. My mm-hmm. dad, you know, an accent, my real father, my stepfather would say tree, you know what I do? Let me get tree of those. Just that heavy, everything's in me. What are you doing? Get all, you know, they, they speak the, uh, Hey, Venica, get over here. Like they, they'd say like the word, one word that they know. <laughs> mixed in with the English. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. even the real word. It was an abbreviation of whatever the actual yeah, Italian word was. I didn't even know what the terms were. Because my grandparents spoke fluent, you know? Right. But um, then, then, like, you start having this, like, even in Florida, right? You start having this weird accent because your parents talk that way. And then <laughs> it's almost like how Ozzy Osbourne's kids have that fucked up weird British accent. It's like it sounds British, but it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. I I just got advice from an uneducated relative that I respect. There those are tough conversations because I I hit him with I don't want to say what relative it is, but I I hit him with facts and I I backed him in a corner and the way the way he responded to me was priceless. He went, "Listen to me." I'm going to say it was my uncle. He was like, I'm your uncle. Never forget that. And you respect me. <laughs> that was his comeback. It's like it had no, nowhere to turn. Had nowhere to turn. There's no, no refuting your point. It's just now he's going to strong arm me. That's it. He, he muscled me. That was it. Dude, I had I think, an uncle. Go ahead, Bob. 
had an uncle that he just fucking hated people. He hated everything except his daughters and the sky at night. And really, and he said, he goes, somebody's talking about Julius Irving. He goes, fuck Julius Irving. Everybody in Philadelphia loved him. He goes, he goes, fuck it. He's the doctor. What the doctor? What the? You know what he's the doctor of? My ass. <laughs> and he, and there's, I remember this guy, and I, I was fucking with my. Oh yeah, he's a proctologist. That's not funny, man. You know, he was on the fucking hate train. And I don't know why I got off hate train and did that bit, but let's uh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, listen, those old guys were priceless. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, my stepfather would be almost 100 now if he lived. And my my grandfather who raised me was just you know, <clears throat> those old school Sicilian guys. And they're, the advice they give you, I mean, this ain't even a bit. Like my stepfather would tell me, he goes, you know why you're not famous? <laughs> I had a friend's mother who was giving me directions on the whole thing. No, I, I got to hear that. I got to hear that, Brett. Go ahead, Dom. What were you going to say? No, no. Tell, tell, tell your story. No, he told me I wasn't famous because I didn't grow my hair out. Oh. <laughs> you know, I used to get a lot. I used to get the, He's the, like, the, you got to grow your hair. You got to have a hair like Frankie Valley. You put a suit on. I'm like, nobody's, if I went on stage with a fucking pompadour and a suit, they'd be like, who the fuck is this asshole yeah. <laughs> on stage? He's going to wear Remember, a fucking ducky in the back and a pompadour. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I got to ask both you guys as successful Italian American comics? Did you did ever have like a neighborhood, like a neighborhood local guy that supports you like like just that joe joe schmo and he like tries to find his way in the show business like yo talk to this guy for me i got did you did you ever get that yeah i, I always got can you, can you help Vito? i get anyone so what's you do you know we want to get in show business that's a pretty broad thing so you want to because <laughs> i always get about the premise like i did something wrong about the sopranos how come they don't put you on that show? I never thought of that. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> Italian, Italian actor from New York. Yeah. You should, don't you need to do Tom? You need to get in one of Scorsese's movies. That's what you need to do. I, that's what thank you. you. You heard that one, Brett? Oh, <laughs> no, I remember going idea. up there. I remember going up there. And then my friend O'Hanlon's mother said, why don't you do like soap operas until you get like a real acting job? Like it's that easy, you know? Hey, I'm not here, I'm not here for real for I give a shit, but if you, if you <laughs> give me some work for a couple months, then I got to get out of here. I'm taking a real job, I'll bounce. Yeah, nobody's turning down fucking half a million dollars a year in work. I mean, right. the, 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 but I mean, just think how Italian-Americans, you know, like even like I was telling you, I, the people that I don't really, that, I mean, I love them all, but you know, the ones that I'm like really close to never bother me, but then you mm -hmm. get these guys that'll call you and be like, Hey, I heard you're coming to town. How do I get tickets? Which is code for, they want me to comp their tickets. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, didn't, you didn't call fucking Billy Joel when he came to town to ask how you could get tickets. <laughs> if you know I'm here, you know how to get tickets. <clears throat> so they're, you know, they always do that backhanded, they need a favor. I, I'll pay. How do I get them? You know, that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I had a buddy I, of mine, without mentioning names, that knew I was friends with, with, with Vince Vaughn. And 
Bert Kreischer, we were sharing a room in Atlantic City, ironically, when I got the call, we were because we were doing that tour. It was me, Bern, Sebastian, Mike Young. I remember that. Bert Kreischer, we were all touring again. So Bert was in my room, and my buddy called me because I heard he just got out, right? So, of course, I know what it is. I'm like, yo, how you been? I'm not going to say his name. Yo, da-da-da-da. He said, listen, I heard you've been doing big things. I go, nah, you know, I'm still working. You know, it's 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 whatever. He goes, listen, I wrote a script. So now <laughs> I go, okay. And I put it on mute and I put him on speaker. And I go to Birch because we're about to get fucking dull. You know what I mean? Then I unmuted it. And I said, what's up, man? He goes, yeah, I wrote a script while I was in there. It's like based off my life. <laughs> It's like Goodfellas meets Boiler Room. Like he's going on and on. <laughs> Goodfellas then he meets said, Boiler Room. Listen, I need you to shop this around. Get it sold for me. I'll give you a percentage. Like, you know, like it's a great business opportunity, right? <laughs> then he says this. I swear on everything. I heard you're friends with a couple movie stars, you know, which he didn't, he wasn't specific. Then he goes, but look, here's the deal. If... <laughs> So I gotta play myself in it. Then I'm I'm thinking, dude, you went to prison, not Juilliard. You know what I mean? And and on top of that, there's like eight people that could get a movie done in Hollywood, and you're not you're not one of them. Dude, he literally thought that he could just and and I said, Well, send it to me. It, it wasn't even formatted, it was it, <laughs> It was hand, was it was it handwritten? <laughs> it was written like with with the you know they put a hash like a line and then, uh, then the words and then yeah. a hash like there there was no actions and it was just the worst and it was just an awful thing but I but you know they yeah that they've had people ask me to do favors for them. Have you seen Brett's movie? You mean or Bert's movie? I'm sorry. Yeah, Bert's movie, the machine. Yeah, the machine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but. I saw it when it wasn't released. Oh, that's cool. So nice. it's probably, you know. Yeah, a little different. I gotta check that out. Both the movies are fucking great, man. Mm. They and really it, are. And and they're and you know what's great is they're very specific to who they are as comics. Did did was Bert Bert Crusher was an LA comic? He came up same time as you? Um no, he was in New York for a while, I think. And then, but he came to LA when I was out. I met him early 2000s. And then we were, we were friends and we toured together. We actually, me, him and Theo Vaughn did a pilot together in 08, I think. Um, Let me ask you this. De Niro is a, a work, great, great actor, a working actor now. Does it change your opinion of him or is it the image of him to do all these parts? Like it was when he when he did Raging Bull, and a couple of those movies, they were so fucking great. It, it's, you're competing with yourself, you know. Does it bother you at all uh, that that he's done? That he's doing comedies, movie? yeah. No, nah, I mean he's working. He's got to work. I mean it's a testament. It's a testament to him because, you know, when you're that old, man. I mean the dude's got to be damn near eighty something, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. He, he was pretty young when he did Bridging Bull. And uh, what was it? He's 79. Yeah. So he's got to be damn near 80 because he's he's about my mom's age. Oh, yeah. he, just had a, he just had a kid, too. I mean, come on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Dom, are you having a baby anytime soon? You want to announce it? Oh, oh yes, I am. 
I am with Brett. child. Brett, thanks for doing the show, man. You, you coming back east anytime soon? Um, Maryland in, ja in July. and the Oh, Uncle Vinny's. I met Uncle Vinny's at Point Pleasant. Uh, July 28th and 29th. Hey, who's booking that? Uh, <laughs> is that how'd, a you joke? Get, how'd you get that? Yeah, it was a joke. Of how'd you get I that? Know. I don't know. You took the pause though. You sold it. <laughs> People do that shit. It's amazing how like how comics are, man. Don, they must have they must have been worse when you were coming up. Because it was just so it was so uh there was like one gatekeeper and then you know Yeah. If you didn't get the tonight show you you know, if you didn't get one show, the Tonight Show, you're a failure. He was on Detroit, so what the fuck? You know, it's a, it's a different world. I mean, all these um, arenas filled up all the time. They didn't have the communications then to, to, to see, if, you know, now the, if, this fucking, the internet is incredible for comedians. Well, you know yeah, what's great, Dom? And I, and I always said this to you, because I remember you, again, uh, our conversations stand out more to me than they do to you. <laughs> But when you were telling me about uh, just keep writing, keep working, and I remember, you know, again, I, I don't, I knew you were older than me, um, but the way you stay relevant, and and it dawned on me because I remember I was you, I was actually wasn't I with you when you brought Dangerfield to uh, the Laugh Factory? Mm -hmm. you, yes. you brought Rodney, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, he was there a few times because you were up there drinking wine. And mm -hmm. to watch him keep working and then Dice keep working. And 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 you I remember you telling me, because you weren't it was just a matter of factly, but you said, you know what's great about stand-up? Because Carlin was still alive at that time too. And and we were watching Rodney. And you were like, is the older you become, the more relevant you are. And you know, as long as you keep working and doing material and you know. And that always stuck with me. Like even now at, at my age, hanging with the younger kids, but you're still relevant because you're still creating. You're still in the clubs. You're still, you know, doing what you're doing. And uh, that, that always stuck out to me that you said that. Yeah, you really do. You, you have to do it to, 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 get to, to even stay at that level. But if you want to improve, it's really fucking hard. You're competing with yourself, a younger yourself. That uh, I mean, it's, just, it's relentless. You know, I mean, I, I, lo I love it, but... I, I but can't. Don't you I find, can't. Um, as an older comic, you know, because uh, I'm I'm there now. You know, there's there's kids performing that are 20 years younger than me now. But you just don't you feel that you're now at like the older you get though, the more on top of the game you are, or the sharper your tool has become because just by doing it, as I mean, I've only been doing it 26 years compared to how long you've been doing it. Wow. And I just I just feel like you know. I could go up in any room and just talk about something and, and get something out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, don't, I mean, don't you feel that? That it got not easier as you got older, but that experience has really helped you in, in the creative process, like more. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, the, the communication is so brilliant today. I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm on stage at the Laugh Factory. She's the three Asian girls and they're laughing. I said, well, they were 19. And they're UCLA. And I go, how the fuck did this happen? What are they, you know, how they're laughing at me. <laughs> you know, you, you can't believe that the, the, we, we have nothing in common, but everything in common because of the media, you know. Right. Brett, did, didn't I say that? I, I, 
so me and Brett did uh, Vinnie Brands Club, Stress Factory. I opened for him there. Mm-hmm. And there were these young kids. They had to be like 19 Cobra Kai fans. They knew him from Cobra Kai. And they, they like, gathered. They wanted to party with Brett. <laughs> they wanted to go out partying with Brett. And Brett, you, like, riffed about it. You were like, this is going to be my life now. I'm going to be surrounded by these 19-year-old fucking hey, kids. Well, Keeping I'm me out about- all night. I noticed, like, I started in 96, right? And I've seen all the crowd. I I will say the millennial generation was the trash one, in my opinion. That's who started all this woke bullshit. And the Gen Z kids, though, are harder in the paint. Like, they, they love, they love edgy comedy now, man. It's like, they're 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 the ones. They're twisted. They're very twisted. Yeah, very twisted. Like yeah, it was almost like those, twisted, yeah. those millennials came and they were the ones that tried. They were like the those religious right soccer moms that we used to deal with in the 80s and 90s that are like, don't you dare say that with those fucking hands. <laughs> and then now these millennials came and they were like the woke version of the religious right, you know, where mm-hmm. that's not funny. Da, 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 da. And now you're seeing these 20 something kids coming to comedy shows, man. Like Nate Jackson yeah. said something to me, which made sense. He's like, Cause I've been noticing, I'm seeing a lot of 21, 22 year olds mm-hmm. and we were talking about it with my boy Carlos and, and Nate had told Carlos something which resonated. He goes, you got to remember during that whole fucking shutdown with COVID, these kids were 17 and 18. They were just consuming comedy online right. and now they're yeah. old enough to buy tickets and they're, and they're buying, they're coming by themselves to these shows. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I agree get a- with Tom too. The, the internet's the greatest thing that ha- that has happened to us as comics. I think it really accelerated everything. I mean, even from my perspective as a as a producer, the work that I got during COVID, it was way different than what it, what it was before. But there's tons more of it, you know, tons more of it, um, at least online and edit, editing and stuff like that. I, I got a plane and then Sydney, right? Sydney, I, I got off the plane. Fucking kids were waiting for me to go come to the club. Like I was, because I was on Rogan's show, you know. And these kids are like sixteen. The drinking age there is like eight or something. <laughs> and uh, they just you know, they start busting my balls about this thing. And Joe and I had a conflict on something. We're just fucking around, and they start teasing me. And I'm thinking, how did the fuck did this happen? These kids are in Sydney, New Sydney, Australia. You know, it's like. I mean, you couldn't, nothing, nothing would happen like that. You got to love it. And you got to love it too, is because no matter if somebody discovers you for the first time online, whether Mm -hmm. they like you or not, if you're listening to podcasts like a Rogan's podcast and, and they, we know comics are actually giving the flowers and the props to the comics that fucking deserve it. Now it's not necessarily Hollywood that's ordaining anybody. It is Rogan. It's Bill Burr. It's mm-hmm. all these people online that you've been in the trenches with, you know, and the, the one thing I'm not liking, though, that I'm seeing, which is becoming a trend. And Brian and Steve, I don't know if you're noticing this, uh, Dom, they're probably not doing this to you. But I'm getting these younger kids that want to MC or host and you give them a shot and they're just doing fucking crowd work. <laughs> with a stupid little camera set up hoping to get a fucking uh, yeah you see you know you know you know what i see i see it a lot on at least from i mean i'm not a, i'm not a comedian you know I, but i see it from other podcasts that i'm watching them i'm like you guys just said this 
to cut it up as a clip. You know, it's not organic. And you can really, I mean, you can tell, you know, you can, you can, you can totally tell. Dude, it's, it's, it's like a phenomenon. In my 26 years of standup, I have never told anybody in front of me what to do, but I'm saying it now to the kids. You're not doing crowd work, not because you're going to bury me. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the way you're fucking handling the show. And there's right. nothing funny. It's look, Rick Ingram, Steve Byrne, Butch Bradley, Jimmy Brogan, um, Ian Bag. There are guys that their crowd work is fucking unbelievable. I got, it, I, got I got to see Butch in Vegas. Uh, I don't dude, know, he, maybe, he, maybe. Construct, he constructs <laughs> a whole fucking act. Brett, it's so crazy. You're Destroys up- people. Brett, Butch right. destroyed the crowd. Yeah, you're bringing up this crowd work thing. That's the same thing uh, Jimmy Schubert said two mm. weeks ago when he did our show. He dude, said yeah. that he said that headliners are noticing it. Dude, it's awful. That, that, and, and that, it's not, and they're like, so what do you do? I'm a doctor. Oh, like Dr. Pepper. Like it's just weird, <laughs> fucking hacky shit. <laughs> and then, and a lot of them aren't even getting the crowd. Like you know, they're getting them riled up even more than than. And then the middle has to fucking clean up after that. I don't have to deal with that shit. Right. They were telling me in San Francisco, uh, Dave Chappelle went in and was trying to help the club, but doing like three or four hour sets. And I say, I said, does he does he always uh, is this new material? And the, the waitress says no. I said, what do you mean? She goes, last week he goes to this guy. He goes, where are you from? The guy goes, I'm still from Pittsburgh. You know, like he Dave was repeating himself, didn't realize it. <laughs> Nothing changed. But Dave can do what he wants. I see. Yeah. I, I gotta slow down. Why don't you slow down? Up a fucking camera. And keep pulling the audience, hoping to get something that isn't even that good. Brett, I never asked you. You were like one of the first comics to put a special out on YouTube for free. I was the first. You were definitely the first one. Yeah. So did you think it was going to, like now it's, do you think it's gotten a little bit out of control or do you think it's a good thing? Like, Um, I think, listen, you're... Again, you, there's going to be a circle of comedians that people trust. You know, Rogan's mm-hmm. one of them. If, if, if I'm on a podcast and I'm talking about Dom Herrera and this 18-year-old doesn't know who the fuck he is, right? And then Rogan's talking about him. And then, you know, it's the same thing with, with me. You know, there are kids that never saw – they don't even know premium blend. Like there's a whole, whole body of work that I've done that no one's ever going to see because it's not out there anymore. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. on TV. You don't see it anymore. So when the comics start talking about each other and you put an hour special out and it's a solid hour and, you know, and you're getting validated by other comedians, then, yeah, I think it's great. And I knew I I, look when I did it when I was to do it, I knew it would do. I knew this is where the Internet was going. I mean, I I made a. it took two and a half years. I, I made my money back and then some. And I've got over 5 million views on the hour. You know what I mean? So I, awesome. I knew I didn't, I was anticipating it to be quicker. I'm sorry. It was three years. I was in, I was hoping it'd be two years tops, but eventually it panned out. And I think a lot of comedians that are not getting the love from the, the streaming services because they have to check their boxes, right? If, if you're a fucking solid headliner and you got a solid hour, that's the way to go. 
But then you're seeing people put shit out that is like fucking, you know, nobody wants to watch this. Yeah, that's that's kind of Dom's perspective on it. Like he said before it how before it used to be a comedy special because there was so limit at during his era, it was just so limited of how it many was people special. Were. It was unique. Now having a special isn't special, especially the fact that you can make it. <laughs> make it with your own money. It's like Hey, how'd you get that? I I mean, you can shoot something for under, I mean, under 10 grand, you know, something nice too. And it'll look good. It's top of the line shit. I mean, my first one cost me 20 and, you know, now you could do it. See, they didn't look again. You either have to adapt or die. Yep. And, you know, there are comics that refuse to embrace the internet and the technology. And then there's the younger comics. That's all they embrace. They're not embracing the art. There has to be a happy medium. And I think guys my age are in that sweet spot because you're seeing like Sam Morrell and, and you know, he's, all the, he's fantastic. I just watched they're, his they're special again the other day. And you know, that's, yeah. that's he's, great. Cause these guys are fucking talented. Who's the other one? Mark Norman. Norman. And, and yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. They, they yep. see that this, this cook, we, we kick in and uh, we did the show, right? About 30 minutes, nothing. Now the last 30 minutes, now it's yeah. going to be good. That's fine. See, keep this in. It took yeah. us that long though to get to a show. Take out the bullshit. Yeah. We got to yeah. watch the game though. It's, it's already tipped off. Yeah. Brett. Thank you, buddy. No, anytime. Thanks, man. Brett. Um, I love you, buddy. And I uh, appreciate you. Uh, I know. I don't know if you know. I took up that Boca gig for you. Are you oh week. yeah, I wanted to do that. How was it? It was great. It was you know they all bought tickets oh, to see you. You should have seen how disappointed they were when I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming and keep up the good work, brother. Thanks, hey, Brett. Thanks, Brett. See you, Brett. Way to go, Yo, Dom. Over here. Hey, Dom. Hey. Yo, Dom.